Let's Cover That podcast is brought to you by CMNF Group, professional liability services for over 200 healthcare professions. Visit our website at cmfgroup.com slash podcast for more info. Hey, everybody. Will Sullivan here with another episode of Let's Cover That with my co-host. Antonina Agruza. And today we have Janesh Patel, the co-founder and CEO of Uptime Health. Janesh, it's so exciting to have you with us today. Yeah, thank you both for having me as well. Of course. So Janesh, tell us about your background in healthcare, what led you here and how you kind of forayed into the tech side of it. Sure. So my, my background is actually, you know, I have a discipline in biomedical engineering. I have a master's in it as well. So I started off my career doing some device design and invention early on. And then after I got my MBA, I went and became a clinical engineering manager at a large healthcare system. Uh, a lot of people really don't know what that means because it is as boring of a title as it sounds, is we help people manage all the medical equipment inside of a large healthcare system. So when you think about going in and you get hooked up to your vitals monitors and you're sitting in that patient bed, there's someone who makes sure that all that's working correctly. And I had a team of people that did that. So that was my whole job for a while in Austin, Texas, and I used the learnings there to create Uptime Health, which automates that same function, but for outpatient and ambulatory style facilities. Yeah, so, so you know, what's the, you know, the, the first step, first market that you kind of saw within the ambulatory side? Like, it, it seems like you're doing a lot of those like smaller practices, optometrists, doctor groups, dental groups. Was there a specific target audience that you first thought this is the first test market we should do to kind of kind of tweak things as we go and then expand from there? Like what, what was the first dipping of the toe? Yeah, that's a great question. Honestly, it was, you know, like every startup trial by fire. It's or it's throwing darts at a board and seeing what sticks at the very beginning because the reason this idea came about is I was looking out my window in our, you know, large health system and I saw an urgent care get built across the way and I just walked across mainly because my curiosity peaked of, I know those people have medical equipment, but I also know that they don't have anyone like me or a department inside that small building managing the stuff either. So I just asked them the questions and they didn't have a lot of great answers for me. A lot of it's like, well, I didn't know I had to do that, or I don't know, you know, who actually takes care of that. And that was kind of unnerving <laughs> as someone who does their whole job at a different building and sees it as a vital aspect of healthcare. And so I started tackling urgent care because of that. That was the first person or first group that I went up to. Seemed like I knew those those devices in those buildings pretty well. Uh, but that's that's not to say that's our only client who can really be benefited by our product. We kind of see our ideal customer profile or ICP as anyone who has medical equipment, but doesn't have in-house expertise on how to manage it. So that could be dental, optometry, urgent care, surgical centers, veterinary, laboratory, the, the list goes on. And as you start thinking, it's bigger and bigger. And that's what really led me to start this company, which is I saw the opportunity become much bigger as I started thinking about it deeply. So, so from a geographic standpoint, Janesh, like where did you guys start and, and where are you guys at right now? And kind of like, what are those future facing plans as, as you guys kind of go? Yeah. So geographically, you know, we, we manage the entire United States. Like, so we're not constrained geographically with our services or our product, but our company started in Boston. 
Um, we have teams out in Houston. We have a group, we have a couple people out in Chicago. So we're, and then even our development teams overseas. So we have a lot of people in different places. Um, that I think allows us to be pretty nimble and support a large, you know, geography when it comes to support calls. For us, it's not 9 p.m. and, you know, 6 p.m. and on the West Coast. We're, we're trying to see if we can support people better that way. Janesh, can you give us an idea of how Uptime Health works? You know, how are clients finding you? How do they utilize the platform? And what is the impact the platform is making on their companies? So people typically find us either through online research, you know, know, just typing in better equipment management practices or policies, and we show up pretty well there. you know, our website is, you know, uptimehealth.com. So when people think of devices, they think of, you know, uptime and downtime for a machine. So that's why we rank decently well on, on SEO. Otherwise conferences and just straight referrals are usually the other ways that we get our clients because they appreciate our product. The benefits they typically receive are one, they get an accurate inventory roster of everything they own. A lot of our clients you know, there are these smaller organizations without somebody managing this. So they don't understand exactly what do I have in my building. So we tell them, here's exactly what you own, because we'll go out and dispatch somebody to grab that information down to the serial number. And then we'll say, based on what you own, here are the daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly best practices you should be doing to your machines to keep it from breaking down. And then if it does break down, they can click a button in our tool and dispatch their service groups, or we can they can use our marketplace to find their own if they don't like their existing technicians. And then we mine all of that data saying, here's your failure rates. Here's your cost of ownership. Here's the age of the equipment. Here's what your depreciation of that device already is. So don't repair it, just replace it instead. So we're giving them that real time repair, replace analysis, as well as budgetary forecasting. So that's really why they, they enjoy our product. So, so I've got to imagine, Janesh, that the the opportunity for partnerships for somebody like you guys are, are just immense. You know, just some of the things I just think about right away is that, you know, if you pull in private equity into, you know, dental groups or with, a, you know, DSO or whatever the case may be, um, or you have people who are trying to stay independent, they're going to look at their capital expenditures, which equipment are, they're going to try to kind of keep that leveling out tax wise over the years. But you know, being able to decipher, do you keep it? Do you get rid of it? How do you maintain it, kick the tires and, and keep it going forward? I mean, what, what's, what's that look like impact wise financially for people? And then, and then how does that kind of suit you guys as just like a great partner for these smaller operations that don't have somebody like you embedded in it? Yeah, I think for us, the, the biggest benefit our clients are going to get is there's a huge market force that's driving consolidation in almost every segment I talked about earlier. You know, there's things like DSOs for the dental world. There's urgent care groups that are starting to become private equity backed. And it doesn't matter where you look, everyone's consolidating. And what that means is people have to go from that mom and pop mentality of, you know, I'll figure it out, or it's not as important to do forecasting because we live day by day to private equity backers who are all about risk mitigation you know, budgetary responsibility, you know, financial planning about the liveliness of this business, especially as we grow location by location. So our product really benefits that aggregated approach where people want to look across a variety of different locations and understand out of these hundred places, how many sterilizers am I going to need? How many vital vitals monitors am I going to need to purchase for the next year? 
And for them, that benefit becomes extremely important. So the more locations you have, the bigger the benefit. Most of our clients see an ROI of our product within about three months, mainly because one, their equipment's breaking down less, which means less missed revenue opportunities. Because if an equipment's broken, you're not servicing a patient and you're not building for that service. Or you're referring a patient out because you can't service them and that patient might never come back. So not only did you lose today's revenue, but you lost every subsequent visit's revenue as well. Um, so it's all these small factors that start playing into why people need to do better management of these devices, which has been ignored largely in the past. That's amazing. I'm sure that these clinics really appreciate that assistance. And, you know, like you said, the ROI sounds incredible. The fact that you're able to measure that in just three months is huge, especially for small, small businesses. So really awesome. Um, are there any particular clinics or organizations that you're working with that excite you? Any partnerships that you have coming up or that have come to fruition that um, Uptime Health is really proud of? I'll say there's a, there's a few coming up. I can't talk about them without violating an agreement. But what I will say in generalities is the industry at large, whether you're an equipment distributor or manufacturer, also sees the benefit in what we're doing because no one's done it yet to date. So we're looking at partnering with those kinds of organizations because when they sell their clinic, the devices, let's say it call a dental clinic, what we can do is talk to that clinic and say, well, this company just sold you this machine. Here are the best practices to protect your investment that they're professing you complete to make sure that they feel like they sold you a good machine too. And you're not going to yell at them when it breaks down because you're not doing the daily, weekly maintenance on it anyways. And if we can mine that data to also understand when they need new devices, we can give that information straight back to the people selling them the equipment. So they're coming to them and they're already partners. So we're not doing anything nefarious here. They're, they're actually relying on that group to be the ones that tell them this information anyways. So we're telling that same distribution group, here are the exact devices your clients are going to need in the next three to four months. So go to them with all of these options. Stop trying to sell them a chair when they really need a new, you know, x-ray. Uh, and so like, it's, it's really kind of creating less friction in the entire sales process, but it sh shows a more consultative nature of how everyone can truly benefit from better data. That's amazing. It's just, it, it really, you know, it's prescient to be able to see what people need ahead of the curve and provide it. You know, like you said, even in the middle of our conversation, you just start thinking about, you know, audiology practices and the hearing aids and how that's like such a big need in retirement, and, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, just collaboratively how that helps with the distributors who just need like a direct pipeline to help people out and kind of keep their products moving along. It's just an amazing business model. So congratulations, Janesh, on just finding something that really is filling a gap in healthcare, helping people really provide just better better service to patients nationally. It's incredible. Really impressive. Thank you. Yeah. Janesh, is there anything else that you'd want our listeners to know about Uptime Health? I think the last thing is, you know, why did I quit a, a good job to do this idea and dedicate my life to this one, one notion? And it's mainly because I see healthcare moving to outpatient and in-home, which I think a lot of us consumers of healthcare want to get to easy access, cheaper care, uh, you know, more availability of resources. The one thing that I think a lot of people don't understand is 
as you get to this outpatient world and eventually in-home world, the number of these medical devices and the people who are responsible for them becomes more fragmented and the knowledge of understanding of how to take care of it becomes limited. So there's worlds today in which dialysis machines are in people's homes. Eventually, it's going to be more than dialysis. It's going to be ultrasound. You're going to have your own vitals monitor. Everyone's going to have like a mini, you know, healthcare section, just like we have a kitchen. We have a, a study. We might have a small little, you know, healthcare nook in the future, to be honest. And what I want to do is if we're relying on those devices for me and you in the future to, you know, maintain our quality of care and our, and most of our healthcare is coming from that. I want to make sure those machines aren't breaking down in your own home and you understand how to best manage them. Just like, you know, to fill the gas up in your car. I don't know if many people here change the air filter in their car, which you should also do. Uh, we want to be able to give you that same feeling of comfort of, I know how to take care of this machine that I rely on uh, for, for healthcare. And that's, that's the world that we want to support that movement for. Well, I can tell you, I have changed filter in my cars. <laughs> if you haven't done it, it's, it's exceedingly it, enlightening <laughs> to discover that you got to take care of that. It's, uh, exactly. which is tremendous. No, and, and I think that really is like future facing the in, in home. And, you know, you just think about telehealth and that's great and everything. But if they're then deferring to something that you need on site, how does a physician, a, a nurse practitioner, anybody help out talking to this patient? if you can't monitor what's going on with the, you know, technological aspects of the equipment. Yeah, or I don't know last time any of you had your refrigerator break, but mine did <laughs> like a, you know, a few months ago and I had to wait two or three weeks for a refrigerator technician to come out and just repair it. Now we can all live without refrigerated food, which is great, but imagine that same scenario with something that's life-saving in your house. I want to limit the amount of time that, that kind of, event happens. And that's really, you know, the impetus driving this. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Janesh, for hopping on. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me guys. Thanks, Janesh. And that's another episode of Let's Cover That.